Hello, beautifuls. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kristen Chadwick, and you're listening to Holistic Hearts Podcast. Uh, I want to know, are you guys enjoying the old school Holistic Hearts intro and outro? I'm not going to put it on this one because I don't know. I just like switching it up here and there. Um, It's just been fun to do a throwback to my sweet little kiddos giving the intro and the outro back in the day when I first started Holistic Podcast. No, Holistic Hearts. (laughs) Back in early 2020. Oh, they were so little then. And they're about to graduate from elementary school. And one's going to high school. One's going to be a junior. Oh my gosh, time is flying by. Okay, here we are. It is the final episode of April And we are wrapping up kingdom business conversations. And I wanted to make sure that I hit on one of my favorite spiritual laws. You reap what you sow. And this is based off of Galatians 6, 7 through 10. And I'm sure everybody has heard you reap what you sow. But I'm going to read this verse to you just so you have the actual verse in your ears. So Galatians 6, 7. This is the J.B. Phillips translation. Don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. If he sows for his lower nature, his harvest will be the decay and death of his own nature. But if he sows for the Spirit, he will reap the harvest of everlasting life from the Spirit. Let us not grow tired of doing good, for unless we throw in our hand, the ultimate harvest is assured. Let us then do good to all men as opportunity offers, especially to those who belong to the Christian household. Ooh, I love it. You reap what you sow. And I said that this is a spiritual law. Well, what is a spiritual law? It is a truth. Spiritual law is as true as there is gravity (laughs) in the earth. So if I sit down on a chair, I trust that this chair is going to hold me. I know that if the chair was not down and I chose to sit down, gravity would definitely always do the exact same thing every single time, right? It would pull my booty to the floor. So spiritual law is more than just advice. It's more than an opinion. It is what it is. It is the law of cause and effect. And pretty much everything that we do will eventually come back to us. And that's true in whether it's in a religion or philosophy, chemistry, biology, quantum physics, anything. And we're going to continue to talk about this throughout today's conversation as we apply it to kingdom business. And basically, if you think about you reap what you sow, I love how it ties in so beautifully to Jesus. It's like Jesus knew. (laughs) He knew all along. I mean, of course he knows. I'm just joking with you. It's like he knew that we needed to understand the golden rule. We have to treat others the way that we want to be treated because of this beautiful spiritual law. You reap what you sow. And I want to unpack very beginning 
let's start with this. The foundation of what's underneath the spiritual law is trust. Do we trust the process? Do we trust that God is good and faithful? And I want you to think about my chair analogy that I just used. Do I trust the chair is going to be there to keep me from falling? Yes. Do I trust that when I jump up, I'm going to jump, I'm, I will fall back down? Yes. So when we start to talk about in our kingdom business, whether like if you have not listened to any of the other episodes, I encourage you to go back and, and listen. When I talk about your business, it is whether you are um, a straightforward Christian business or you are an employee or you are a business owner and your your principles are Christian based. This is what I'm talking about to you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> All right. So I want you to ask yourself, do you trust that God is good and faithful. Bringing it back into the word in Matthew 25, 14. This is one of my favorite stories that Jesus is, Jesus used to describe his character and what he expects of us. And it's about um, stewardship. So if you remember in Matthew 25, in verse 14, He's talking about the parable um, of the talents, right? So before this pretend man that he's talking about left on a journey, he entrusted one of his servants um, with a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another, a bag of 2,000 and another 1,000 gold coins and each according to his ability to manage, the one trusted, entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money and he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise doubled his investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After much time had passed, the master returned to settle accounts with his servants. The one who was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000, saying, See, I have doubled your money. Commending his servant, the master replied, You have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant, because you have been faithful, been a faithful steward to manage a small sum. Now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, enter into the joy of the Lord. Now it continues on the, the man who was entrusted that 2000 gold coins doubled his as well. And the master commended his servant again, saying, you've done well. You were a trustworthy servant because you've managed a small sum. I'm going to increase it much, much more. Then he goes on to say to the last one who was given a thousand gold coins. He said in response to the master, look, sir, I know that you are a hard man to please. And you're a shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows rich on the backs of others. I was afraid of you. So I went away and hid your money and buried it in the ground. But here it is. Take it. It's yours. Hoo, hoo, hoo. The response 
from this master was um, unkind. <laughs> it was very scolding of, you did not trust me. So I read this story because we have a choice to trust that he's given us. He has entrusted us with his people, with services to his people. He has entrusted us with the giftings that he's given us. He has entrusted us with the financial means to be where we're at, whether that's little or a lot. And behind that, why I was uncovering the very beginning, the trust is, do we trust that he is a kind and good master? He wants us to multiply what he has given. So my first question to you is, what are the talents, the gifts, the seeds that he has laid out in front of you to steward well? I want you to really think about that. Whether you're an art teacher, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a hairstylist, whether you are a dance instructor, uh, whether you're an employee at a big corporate business place, what are those things that you bring to the table that are pure gifts from your heavenly father? He is the, the creator of all good gifts. And he is entrusting to you to go out and sow those seeds and multiply. And we are actually going to be held accountable for that. I, I really believe that this parable that Jesus is talking about is way more than just money. I think it's gifts. I think it's time. I think it's money. I think it's being vulnerable. I think it's being um, wise. So we're going to dive into all of that today. So number one is we have a choice of what we sow. So so <laughs> what are you currently sowing into your business? Are you sowing a knowledge seed? Are you building up knowledge of how to lead well? Are you financially investing into your business? Are you training up your people? Are you training up yourself? Are you investing in your own coaching? Sometimes that's the best idea we can do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a coach. I have quite literally seen the benefits of paying for, sewing into my future and the future of my company, my family, my business, because I want to grow as a human <laughs> and as a business leader, as a bu businesswoman, as a podcaster, how am I sewing into that? And how are you sewing into that and growing in your business? Proverbs 28, 20 says a faithful person will be richly blessed. I want you to think about that too. How are you showing up faithful as a CEO as an entrepreneur, as an employee? How are you proving yourself as a woman of character? I think of the Proverbs 31 woman that we've talked about multiple times on here a couple of episodes ago. And how are we being faithful 
in what he's given us over and over again, whether we are the boss or the employee, how are we showing up, following through, going above and beyond, holding boundaries? Uh, Yes, that's part of sowing and reaping. Okay. Number two is we have a choice of when to start to, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm having trouble with words today. We have a choice of when to sow. So I want you to start now. I love this quote from Mark Batterson. I don't know if you guys read the circle maker. I can't remember when it came out. Gosh, it feels like a decade ago. I don't know if that's accurate, but this quote right here, many people never see God part the Jordan river in their lives because their feet are firmly planted on dry ground. We're waiting for God to make a move while God is waiting for us to make a move. We say to God, why don't you part this river? (laughs) And God says to us, why don't you get your feet wet? (laughs) But if you make a move, you'll see God move and he can move heaven and earth. Amen to that. It is our choice to step out into the waters and watch the Red Sea or the Jordan River part, right? And I, I can't tell you how many times of sowing my trust and my belief that he's going to show up has blessed me beyond what I ever could have thought of. I know even just the most recent experience that I had with holistic podcasting and my podcasting business was I knew I needed to sow into some sort of business mastermind. And I found one and my coach, unreal. My investment in it gave me a heart attack more than I had ever invested in myself. And I even blessed Joshua's soul. (laughs) He was like, Kristen, this is your choice. This is all you. And I needed to hear that. It was all me. And that step alone in bravery and hearing from the father of Kristen, I've entrusted you with this. I want you to sow into this. And the reaping of that investment, even just four months ago, has blessed my ever loving socks off. And sometimes we'll talk about this a little bit later, but sometimes we don't see the benefit of that until later. But I have been given this gift of being able to see the reaping and the sowing so closely aligned and so quickly. So I want to encourage you that sometimes it is so scary to step out into the river, but it is always worth it because you get to see a miracle happen. Another thing that this reminded me of was, do you guys remember the prayer of Jabez book (laughs) way back in the day? And it made me think of that because we have a choice of how much and how wide we will plant the seeds. If you are picturing that field, we get to say, Hey, you know what? I want that back 42, right? I want to increase my field. 
And that prayer of Jabez book was all based off of first Chronicles four, nine through 10, which says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. And a quote from the prayer of Jabez book, he says, most of us think of our lives are too full already. But when in faith, you start to pray for more ministry, amazing things occur. As your opportunities expand, your ability and resources supernaturally increase too. Right away, you'll sense the pleasure God feels in your request and his urgency to accomplish great things through you. And that speaks so, so right alongside of when we look out into this field and God has entrusted us with our talents, with our gifts, our finances, and we are saying, okay, Lord, I'm ready for more. And you feel that peace because you got to feel his peace in that. But sometimes he pushes us out, right? When it's a little uncomfortable and he says, hey, I want you to enlarge your territory and it's going to feel a little uncomfortable. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have the right resources to do this. But like the author of the prayer of Jabez is saying, as our opportunities expand, our ability and our resources supernaturally increase. When it's in his plan to increase the field and the measure, then God's going to show up. He is faithful. Remember, it all comes back to entrusting you with the certain amount that he's given and he will bless you with more when you are faithful with the small, right? Okay. The other thing I want to mention on this too, is I have a podcast coming out. Uh, when this releases, it will come out the following Monday on holistic podcasting. And it is going to hit exactly on the fear of capacity, which is something that I have walked through multiple times. And I'm sure there's going to be even more areas where uh, I'm going to be learning and breaking through another ceiling and limit. And I also wanted to share with you on that podcast, holistic podcasting, how the fear of capacity can show up and what you can do uh, in that. Like, how do you figure out, is it a fear or is it a legit wisdom to not increase? So go check that out. So one of the things that we could do in our kingdom business is when we want to enlarge our territory, we get to sit back and we get to ask our CEO, Jesus, how do you want me to enlarge? Is that hiring somebody to help you? Is that showing up on social media? Is it creating a podcast? Is it being on a podcast as a guest? How do you want to show up? in the world and be seen, be heard and be known. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Be seen, be here, be heard and be known. That is the epitome of what I do, whether it's in holistic hearts or holistic podcasting. And this right here is where you get to partner with your CEO and ask him, where do you want me to enlarge my territory? Maybe it's networking. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's getting back out there and volunteering for things. Maybe it's setting up that coffee date with a friend. 
and just talking. So be prayerful. Ask God to open up your eyes to see where he's calling you to enlarge your territory. Another thing in this process of sowing and reaping is that we are called to be patient in the process. It takes time to harvest. Most of the time, there might be quick moments where there's a quick reaping and sowing, like I just shared. I mean, four months is relatively a short turnaround to invest in a business and then reap the benefits. However, it does take about four months to harvest a crop. So there's that. Sometimes it could be a week. Sometimes it could be years. So we get to wait upon the Lord to reveal the benefits. It's, it may require hard work. I know hard work. It is hard work to farm. I can't even imagine. I've, I've never farmed. I have tried my own little garden in my backyard. I am not the world's greatest, but one day I hope to be. (laughs) So, but there's so many lessons in the farming process that are so pertinent and applicable to kingdom business. Sometimes it requires follow-up. Sometimes it's a daily watering, a nutritious, like how is the soil? Is the soil pH right? How's the environment? How's your team doing? How are you doing with your coach? How is it going in your networking group? Making sure that you're following up with customers, following up with clients and don't give up. If you felt like the Lord said, yes, go enlarge that territory, then keep going until you feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, I release you from that. Now that leads me to this. There are going to be times when you sow seeds and some of those seeds are going to die. And that's just part of the process. There's going to be failure in your business. There's going to be failure in your life. I love, love, love. This will forever stick in my brain. Um, We belong to a local pool here. It's a little cute little neighborhood pool. It's like the Sandlot. (laughs) It's just perfect. If you've seen the Sandlot, just imagine that. It's literally like a pool stuck in the 1950s. Uh, And they had a pool manager there for over a decade. Uh, His name was Justin. Shout out to Justin. And my boys grew up being taught by him how to do crazy flips off the diving board. And something that he would tell my kids, even in tears as they had belly flopped or back flopped, and he'd like pull them out of the pool with a huge grin on his face. And he'd be like, if you're not flopping, you're not trying. And that phrase is so appropriate for business. If you are not flopping, if you are not uh, trying things and like, oh, that didn't work then you're not trying. You're not going out there. You're not sowing the seed. And so I encourage you to try things you've never done before. Maybe you've never done an Instagram live. Go try it. Maybe you have never posted on TikTok. Go try it and be patient. Sometimes it takes watering. Sometimes it takes nurturing. Maybe you've never reached out to somebody 
I, I have a friend of mine who is a coach and she is phenomenal at following up with people who are like, oh yeah, I would love to do some coaching. But I've watched her in this process over the last, I don't know, three years that we've worked together side by side, where it used to be really uncomfortable for her. And now it's second nature because that's just how we work. We need time to process. We need time to think. We need time to mull things over, especially a big financial decision like signing up for a coach. And that's okay. If you're not flopping, you're not trying and it's going to take some time. Okay. All right. Another thing with the spiritual law of sowing and reaping is when we are sowing, we do it joyfully. And I want to read out of uh, the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. All right. So the, the headline is called Hilarious Generosity. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. I, okay, this, this truth right here is so good. And when we are sowing into people with a joyful heart, it shows up differently in our reaping. So how are you showing up for, uh, how are you showing up as a coach? How are you showing up as an entrepreneur? How are you showing up as a mom? Now, the interesting thing is, is that this is actually fruit of being with him. When we are with him, who is the epitome of a generous sower. (laughs) He is the giver, right? And we have to have time with the giver to know what it's like to sow into somebody with hilarious generosity. Because when we do that, there is this law of multiplication. This is one of my words this year is multiplication. And it's fascinating to me because when you think about this concept of, okay, say I sow a seed into the dirt, the beauty of sowing one seed into the, to the dirt and watching a, say it's an apple tree blossom from that apple tree. Well, actually you have to have two apple trees to have apples. So let me change that. So if you invest two seeds into the ground and there are two apple trees that come up, they have, uh, beautiful apples, hundreds of apples. I know my neighbors, they all have these beautiful apple trees in the fall. And it is incredible that that much fruit came from one tiny seed. 
right? So that is the law of multiplication. I've seen this in stories of tithing. I've seen it in our own world where we tithed. We were very, very um, limited on funds and we tithed and the Lord would bless us over and beyond what we thought we were um, in some aspect losing in our finances, but the Lord would over and above bless us back. And he does that over and over and over and over again. Another sewing example is that you can sew into something that you know God is calling you to in the future. So sewing into the places that you want to reap. So, for example, I know somebody who is an am- amazing at doing this. So say somebody um, wants to support a business. Like this person supported a business that was just starting out and their heart behind it was they want to pour into somebody starting their own business because that's where God's called them to, because one day God is going to bless them in their own pursuit of starting a business. Now it's not a, um, if I do this, then this now, remember, this is a whole aspect of trusting that God is faithful. I know many people who, uh, where did I just read this? Somebody was talking about a blind person is the biggest healer, uh, like a conduit of God's healing of blind people, even though they themselves are still blind. So sewing into the things that you are praying for and hoping for, and there's nothing wrong with that. The concept is when we are sowing, even in the, the farmer metaphor, if we're sowing corn, like we're throwing corn seeds out, we're not going to reap peaches. That doesn't make sense. If we want peaches, then we sow peach seeds. And the same goes here. So if there's something that you are, oh man, so passionate about, and one day you have been given a vision of God calling you to that, then I encourage you to pray about it. Where is he calling you to sow into a ministry or business or, um, I don't know. It would be fun to hear what you guys think of in that aspect. Some of the most successful kingdom centered people I know are the ones who have sowed into other businesses, into their own personal and professional development and they are yielding the highest harvest. I feel like I have (laughs) uh, really talked about reaping and sowing. And I encourage you, you guys, if you want to read more about reaping and sowing, just Google reaping and sowing and all of these uh, verses will pop up. Many different articles will pop up. Um, I love, there's a business book that I have been eating up called the 25 biblical laws of success by William Douglas and Rubens Texaria. I think that's how you say his last name. 
Um, but I'll put a link down below. Um, excellent, excellent resources for business kingdom minded people. So, okay. I think that is it for the kingdom business series. And like I said, last week, this next week, after this episode, I will 